Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Happy Juneteenth. Well, not really happy, but let's all take a moment to celebrate Juneteenth. It is um, definitely a moment to remember and something that I wanted to bring up for, for everyone. Um, if you don't know what Juneteenth is, it's a um, commemoration of a, a tragic event that happened in Tulsa. Um, close to 100 years ago. So uh, research that and take that into consideration for today. Um, okay, off to the rest of the broadcast. Um, today we have Chris Dexter. Um, he has broken into cybersecurity coming from an unusual background. Um, I haven't seen many people that were in the um, fitness industry and having broken into cybersecurity. So when I saw saw his story, I definitely wanted to reach out to him and uh, see what some of the parallels were and what made him interested in cybersecurity as well as hear his journey for breaking into cybersecurity to share with you today so that if you were um, taking a similar path, um, you can follow it in his footsteps, maybe learn from him, and maybe he inspires you to break in. Um, so Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, it's a pleasure. So <laughs> my journey started probably back in college. Um, kind of, you know, never really thought about cybersecurity in general. Uh, was more in the fitness side of things, majored in physical education, wanted to become a teacher, you know, teach at the high school level, coach football, wrestling track. Um, then, you know, joined the Army was in the army for eight years, did that and teaching got away from me, went to the fitness industry, you know, kind of job hopped fitness industry for about six years. Um, and during that time frame, I'd had various jobs in between fitness jobs. And, uh, one of them, I was working at a bank just at a, as a teller. And, uh, during that time I actually got fished. Um, cleaned me out for about $1,200. Uh, it was my fault. I was dumb. Uh, but at the time I didn't know really, um, you know, my main thing was, Oh, it's, you know, sounds good as most people think, right. Oh, I, you know, I pay this much, I get this much back. Perfect. Sounds good. Oh, we just need access to your bank account. Okay. Not a problem. Well, yeah, that was dumb on my end. <laughs> um, so, you know, going from there, um, I worked at, if people are in fitness, I worked at Orange Theory Fitness for about three years, ended there as being a head coach. Um, I wanted to know what was next for me. Uh, that was the top of the line, really, for that. I wasn't going to get any higher. Um, so I was like, okay, what can I do? Um, I have a passion for helping people, which is why I was in the fitness industry, um, making them feel safe, having them have a better life. Uh, so I thought, okay, what can I transition into that is similar, but different is going to get me, you know, more pay, be able to get me into a, a better position, into a job where, you know, it's more of a career base. Um, so luckily, you know, I, I had always been into computers. I've always been into, um, you know, kind of the security aspect of things. And then I thought, in the army, I was, uh, for six years, I was an all source intelligence analyst. So military intelligence, I, I can't talk too much about the position cause I did a lot of top secret stuff. Um, but 
you know, I kind of thought about that, use that more of my background in the critical thinking and analytical mindset to gear towards cyber. Um, so I started just applying to positions uh, that I thought were interesting. Um, had a job, not a job opportunity, but uh, I interviewed, um, oh, I, now I'm blanking on the name, uh, but a big government contract uh, that has a, a an office here in Rolling Meadows in Illinois. And unfortunately, didn't get that position uh, just because of my background and my experience. And so I was like, okay, I, I don't know. I uh, started applying. Every application got turned down that I was applying to. Um, then luckily, one of my uh, members at Orange that I coached works at Discover. Uh, financial services, major credit card. Uh, she worked on the product services side and reached out to her. She knew I was interested. I was like, hey, you know, do you know of any positions in this area? Luckily, she used to work with a guy that was in the information security department at Discover. She sent over my resume to him. He passed it up to my manager, got a call, had the interviews, and then about, well, it took a little while, probably about a month later, I got the job offer. Um, that is, in a nutshell, my story. Well, let, let's dive into the little little pieces of that nutshell. Um, yeah. From, you mentioned that you had transferable skills. Um, what were some of those transferable skills as you thought about your previous military experience? I know you mentioned like critical thinking, analysis, um, what other skill sets did you think about as you were considering other fields other than fitness training um, and how they would relate? Uh, I mean, I would say those are the two biggest ones. So critical thinking. Um, and I went to a liberal arts college, uh, Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, and they taught critical thinking as well. Um, and just having the mindset to be able to look at a problem, right, problem solving in, in general and and think through that um, in different aspects, thinking outside of the box uh, in various ways. And as I like to say on my team and with our department, not being the status quo, um, what's going to change to better the company, better the department to make yourself more secure in that department, but also just in general, right? Um, I'm a big proponent of, Hey, change your life every day, do something different to excel at life and make the most out of life. Um, and that critical as critical thinking uh, component to it is huge. Uh, the analytical mindset to be able to say, you know, in general, if you're in the military or not. And so what we do a lot is, um, so my job was taking different pieces from all of our Intel sources. Um, so you have your, your signal analysts, um, your humidors, um, a bunch of other ones, right? Your CIs, things like that. And I know there's a lot of acronyms, um, but there's different Intel analysts that are different, breaking down different sections. And my job was to take all of that, combine it into a report and PowerPoint and basically brief your officers. Um, so the, the highest level person I've ever briefed was uh, a one-star general one time. Um, and he, you know, and having that ability to not be scared to talk to people uh, that, that high up, right? 
you talk to a one-star general who's got 20 years experience in the army, he's going to know he's been there, right? More than a guy that's only been there for four years. So taking those attributes, um, being able to communicate effectively is another skill, uh, both active listening as well as communicating back, um, asking the right questions. Uh, so all of those skills, you know, it's, it's those soft skills that are very hard to teach in a corporate setting that you're able to get from the army or military background because of everything you have to do. Um, and I think those soft skills really helped me excel and be in the position I am right now uh, within corporate America, going from a fitness industry to this. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about your journey now. You kind of gla- glazed over it that you, you got to the top of your the ladder at um, Orange Theory Fitness and you're starting to explore uh, cybersecurity careers. Um how how long was that process? How many applications? Um, how many Ooh. different companies did you interview with? Uh, so interview wise, I didn't really interview that with that many. Um, so I probably, I mean, I probably sent out well over a hundred applications. Um, you know, using different uh, job sites, right? Indeed, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, Monster, I think I used. Uh, just when you're looking for jobs, you, you just got to plug and chug is what I like to say most of the time. Um, you know, kind of changing up the verbiage of my resume, things like that. Uh, one of the things that I did is before I, when I knew I wanted to start looking, I used my network and I used my available resources. One of my old commander from my unit who was in the field, I talked to him and I was like, hey, can you check over my resume? Can you make sure it's worded correctly? He helped me change some wording with my army experience to gear towards this position. Um, so I definitely am, you know, if, if you're in the same position that I was two years ago, use your resources, right? Don't be afraid to ask questions and utilize that. I asked my dad who is, you know, he 40 plus years as an accountant uh, who worked at uh, Arthur Anderson and then Deloitte. And he's been through the process of hiring people, right? Tips and tricks. And when you go into interview, what do you do? What don't you do? Um, Cause you know, it's interviewing for your fitness job is way different than interviewing for a corporate job. Um, so, you know, those types of things, once I got my resume set, then I sent it out, uh, you know, follow up with people if you didn't hear back within you know a couple of days or a week um and then along with you know uh sending out those resumes and those applications it's who do i know in my network that's in this field or might know somebody in this field uh so i started reaching out to people around that area ultimately i think i interviewed at maybe four places total um and then Finally, I got the you know interview at Discover, um, and landed that position, and that took a little while just because <laughs> I'll be honest, the human resources department at Discover is very, very, very slow. Well, let's talk about um, your hunting strategy. What, what mm-hmm. strategies did you use um, as you hunted for your next role? Um, were, were there certain things that you were looking for? How, how did you do that hunt? Um, so I don't know if it was certain things I was looking for. Um, 
obviously entry level positions was my main thing. Um, and then if it listed a salary on the job description, cause I know some do, I kind of filtered by that as well. Uh, cause I knew what I wanted to make and then would go from there. Um, as well as what you were interested in, right? What are you good at? I didn't have experience in, you know, hands-on type of stuff, technical stuff, right? So ethical hacking was out, penetration testing was out. Um, I didn't have experience coding. So anything coding, web developers, application developers, you know, software engineer, things like that, I knew were out of the picture. Um, so I kind of look, okay, what can, again, using my background, so my analytical background again, is where I came into it, right? Yeah, I would have loved to try to get into penetration testing because, you know, that's exciting stuff to do. However, I knew with my background, I wasn't going to be able to jump into that right away. Uh, so I would filter out basically, you know, when I'm hunting, basically by, okay, you need to figure out first, what is it that you like to do? And where can your skills and background align with? Um, and to how to sell yourself is, I think, the biggest thing of, hey, when I'm hunting and you look at the job description, can I sell myself in a way to this job that I have a chance to at least maybe interview? Um, and it, you might be lucky enough to land that interview right away. You might not. Um, and that's okay. I used every interview that I you know, didn't have a, that I didn't get the offer as an experience to learn and grow. Say, okay, what can I do better next time? Um, and then I would, again, I reached out to my network. Um, I have a buddy that works in um, HPE now. He used to work for Lenovo. And I would ask him, hey, what, what should I be looking for? Or, you know, how can I do this? Um, so he would kind of help me out because he's been in that industry, right? He, he works more on the hardware side of things and selling side, but he was able to at least help, like, what should I actually be looking for in jobs? But also, it's just up to you. Uh, I, like I said, I just had to determine on what would I ultimately like to do. And when it came to, so you're looking for entry-level roles, um, how did you assess, for example, what sort of skills that you were good at? Have you had you had previous education, uh, training, self-study? Like, what was your educational background coming into this um, for cybersecurity roles? Uh, none. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I, I, you know, I might have, you know, known a thing or two or known some concepts. Uh, but honestly, I, I was coming in on a blank slate besides having Microsoft suite experience, right? Working with Excel and Word and, um, it, the biggest thing for me was selling my analytical skills. Um, and it's, I've worked with data before. I'm, I'm good with Microsoft Excel. Uh, I'm good with numbers. It kind of runs in my family. So is being able to sell myself on that as well. That again, I think that's you know why it probably took about six months to a year uh, when I first started looking for me to actually land this job. And you mentioned you had um, one of your former military commanders uh, look at your resume. What did you take from your military experience um, to, to put on your resume that related to the cybersecurity role? Uh, I think it was more just wordsmithing it. Um, 
So it was, okay, what have I done in my career so far that I could put on that resume that would kind of relate to different aspects of cyber? Um, and, and I think also with an entry-level position, they're looking for, you know, I know some entry levels are like four years experience in cyber. Well, I don't know how you get that, but sure. <laughs> uh, so I think it's more just um, as an entry level, right? You're looking at, hey, do you have the discipline to get the job done? Have you worked with teammates? Have you, you know, how well do you work on a team? Um, when you go into those interviews, they'll ask questions like that. Uh, but on the resume itself, it's okay. For a certain amount of time, I led a group of, you know, five soldiers. Um, I was able to teach them skills and training within our field. Uh, I was able to analyze uh, different intelligence work, um, whether it's maps or it's, you know, briefings or it's uh, message traffic that comes in that you get from other intelligence analysts. Um and it's really just breaking down information to the simplest form and being able to look at that and say, okay, what can I do with this information? How does it relate? How can I talk to uh, the officers in charge or your commanding officers and the ones you're going to be briefing about, hey, this is what the current situation is. This is what I think we need to do. That alone at a high level is essentially to me is what I've experienced is cyber and information security. It's Hey, break this down and then do it as well as, and I forgot to mention this as well. Every time you brief or give a presentation, you have to do a risk assessment. Well, <laughs> that's what I do every day now. So I, I, it's, so that risk assessment, it's a simplest form, right? It's breaking down. Hey, what are the hazards in the room? How long is this going to take? What's the weather outside? Those components though, help you really, you know, formalize a risk matrix and break it down into the simplest forms. Um, while people might not necessarily think, oh, well, it's military that's not really related to cyber. When you break things down at a high level, it absolutely is. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's kind of for the military vets that follow me and for, uh, I'm going to speak to a couple in um, the upcoming weeks at two different sessions that those are the types of tips and tricks that uh, I wanted to, to hear from you. I mean, I'm not going to lead you anywhere, but um, <laughs> I wanted to hear from you so that they could share that type of experience, right? Um, yep. Because, I mean, in my role, like, I do risk assessments every day, and it's part of that risk assessment as part of, or that um, threat modeling as to how, how would a threat actor look to exploit an application or what would they do or what's a threat landscape like if you are a financial company in this day and age like mm -hmm. who, oh, who, yeah. are the threat actor, <laughs> who are the threat actors coming at you like doing that sort of stuff like is very helpful in your career um and, mm -hmm. and i think that you know i didn't know this then uh two years ago but one of the biggest components, if you're, you know, for military, if you're in the intelligence world, um, and even if you're not, I think they get briefed on this, is insider threat training. And insider threat training is huge in cyber. It's not looked upon as one of the biggest threats because everybody thinks, you know, your outsiders and your external threats are more important and bigger, but we, you can't ignore those. 
So when you have those insider threat trainings for the military, it relates very well over to cyber because of the stuff you've learned. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's talk about, um, so you've gotten a job. What do you do to spin up? Um, I know in the military, you often get put in a new role. You have to learn a whole new skill set. Um, what was your approach for spinning up in this role and um, getting up to speed, learning the skills? Like, how did you approach that? Uh, so I'm, I'm a guy that goes head first. Uh, I like to jump into the deep end. So my first thing was saying, hey, okay, how can I learn the lingo or how can I learn the discover way or how can I learn information uh, security in general? So I have at least a basic knowledge of it. Um, so I went to my teammates. They were very helpful. The one guy that helped get hired, get me hired. Um, you know, he gave me a lot of good resources online of just, Hey, just go just YouTube information security training videos and watch them. Um, you know, it's in the simplest form. It's free. YouTube is a very underutilized source. I think uh, it's a free source that has a lot of good content out there. Um, so I started with that, and then um, right away, you know, I, I kind of looked into the benefits with Discover. So Discover uh, has a good educational benefits, so they helped pay towards my master's. So I saw that. I knew I wanted to go back to school. Um, and tangent, I just finished my master's degree in cybersecurity. Um, so I started that two months after I got hired and yeah. And so, and it was funny cause my manager's like, you're starting really early. I was like, well, Hey, I want to get started. I want to start learning. Um, so I did that. And then that I want to say September, no, no, July or August timeframe. I went to Kansas city and took a SANS class. Um, and then took the certification three months after. Um, so that first year I was all about, you know, learning opportunities. And then we had what was called working groups. Um, and basically different teams come together and we have an hour and a half meeting, um, or less just about the work that we're doing, anything that needs to be brought up to senior managers and our VP. And, uh, so my manager basically within the first two months put me in charge of that. Um, just cause she knew my background with briefing and PowerPoint presentations. Um, and I'm very anal on PowerPoint presentations. And, uh, <clears throat> so that was good to help see, Hey, this is what the other teams are working on, or this is what we do or this, you know, these are the different components. Um, so that first year, I really, I would say, you know, term in the military drink from the fire hose. It's what I did. Nice, nice, nice. And what was your, your SANS course that you took? Uh, so it was, it was just the basic one. So SANS 301, okay. uh, which is okay. the general. And then I got the GX certification for, uh, I think it was just information security fundamentals is the cert. Um, okay. Okay. And so you finished up your master's now. Yep. You have um, your SANS. What do you do to keep current now? How do you keep growing? Uh, so I, I'm always, you know, I think, so we have, uh, discover has an instance with Udemy. So I, I'll watch videos on Udemy, um, just to keep current as well as, uh, probably about a month ago, I started studying for my SISM certified information security manager, uh, through ISACA. 
And then um, I was just in a, it was a conference last week, G-Core. Uh, it was all virtual. Uh, so it was government's, governance risk and controls conference, which is what I do. I'm on the risk and controls team. Um, so, you know, just various things like that, reading articles. Um, I get SANS news bites all the time on my work email. Um, so just, you know, it's not even research, just keeping up with, you know, what's going on in the world of cyber, uh, researching things if you need to, if you don't understand stuff, uh, watching videos or doing different online trainings. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's a wealth of knowledge online and it's it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And um, so <clears throat> we're approaching the end of the show and I typically like to ask you if you had uh, a piece of advice that you wanted to share with someone either from the military or from the fitness world that's looking to follow in your footsteps, uh, what would that advice be? Uh, I think just the one thing that I would say uh, that everyone says, use your network, use the people that you know, don't be afraid to talk to people, even if it's reaching out on LinkedIn, how we got connected, or it's, you know, just talking through people, hey, do you know somebody that is in this field? And if they do, they might, if they not, okay, move on to somebody else. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out to people either. Um, yeah, we live in a, a very, you know, technology savvy world now, uh, especially in the past year is what's taught us. It's everything's online communication. Um, so I'd say as a former military guy, use your network, whether it's in the military, whether it's out of the military, don't be afraid and don't be afraid to learn a new skill just randomly. Even if you're doing something else and you want to go into this field, start the earliest you do it, the better. Great. That's great. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Chris, for coming on. I, I really appreciate you um, sharing your story and hopefully you can inspire others to uh, break into cybersecurity themselves. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I hope so as well. Absolutely. And for all the listeners, feel free to subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast uh, host. We were on most of them and then as well as um, YouTube. You can find all the latest episodes as well as all the historical episodes in our archive there as well. Thank you very much and enjoy the rest of your Friday.